Crawling out of the swamps of South Florida. It's Saturday, July 22nd. Swinging from tree to tree and shaking my butt all over the place. It's Chimp. And I'm Captain Brunch. We're here in uh, Chimp's treehouse. That's right. Yeah, sorry, I left the window open so you can hear the, the jungle in the background. So well. many mosquitoes. Yeah, that's all right. You'll get used to it. At one point, I noticed after like five or six bites, you don't feel it anymore. Yeah, I mean, eventually I'll be distracted. You become numb. Numb. Hopefully I don't get malaria. Some, you know, like Tampa had some cases of malaria not too long ago. You didn't get your vaccine? You have a malaria vaccine? You don't know about that? No, I don't remember. Or is that the one that like they invented malaria for? I mean... It, uh, I I don't remember. Anyway, oh ivermectin, right? Doesn't that treat malaria? Yeah, that's actually. That's way too loud. Is it? Like we gotta go. Oh, we gotta go deeper into this treehouse. Okay, that's see now now like we're okay. We're in a closet at this point, but because I have oh, man, I birds. have different headphones than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, as they say, censorship is the vaccine of the soul. Yeah. So how you doing, champ? Doing all right. We're back here in the treehouse. No guests, just Duncan, the perpetual guest. Uh, security dog. Make sure <laughs> that uh, none of the other chimpanzees in the area like sneak in on our podcast or steal any of your food when you're not looking. They don't steal our material either, bastards. Uh, so it's uh, July 22nd, 2023. I still have a stomach ache. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's very unfortunate, but... Uh, from your wave party? What was it called? What? Why do you have stomachache? Tell me. Didn't we talk about this last week? Because of sea sickness, heat yeah, sickness, jujitsu. The waves. Oh, my God. The wave party. Uh, you know, hopefully it'll everything will settle soon, but I've kind of like gotten used to it. So like, I didn't work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of this week, but I did because I, oh, because on brunch on Sunday... Like I, you know, I tried to stay the whole time, and it was so hot and humid that I probably ended up ended up getting heat sick again. Wow! So you took three days off of work, and they're probably thinking like, "This guy is not gonna last." I mean, I was dying, but it's just that like I got just particularly traumatized. It's a really hot time, you know. So I so, think people have to be considerate and and reasonable. Are you blaming climate change? I mean, what are you trying to say? No, I'm. It's always hot in Miami. It's always hot, but like this has been a particularly intense few weeks. I mean, I worked in the summer last year and I had, I did not get heat sick. So I, I think perhaps a part of it was the fact that I was already sort of suffering from that motion sickness. Yeah. So I, obviously it's the combination of all the things. Like I haven't given my body the opportunity to just fully relax. It's fine. Okay. I have towels in place. <laughs> My dog just threw the door open and said, I'm going out here. Fuck this. But yeah, as a result of, of still kind of having this stomach discomfort, I very humbly, re- well, I mean, I had a, a very honest discussion with the director of, the, of the, the film and asked, well, I mean, I didn't ask, but he, he suggested that we might be able to change the date. So we're going to do the filming next week. I pray that I will feel better by next Saturday. Um, if not, I'm just going to have to do some kind of suffering. Uh, I think I need to like maybe go for a swim. So I might try going to the pool tomorrow. Someone recommended that they said maybe going into the, they recommended going to the ocean, but I don't know when the hell I'm going to have a chance to go to the ocean. I mean, I guess I could just make a chance to go to the ocean. That's crazy. So you still feel crappy from something that happened like weeks. So well, I mean, so it's it's Saturday, and then last Sunday, you know, I was sitting in the heat until I threw up violently. And, you know, throwing up is like a physically traumatic thing. You know, like right. my whole body starts to sweat. You got to imagine like chemicals are being released. So, and then I think I threw up again Tuesday at like two in the morning. Oh, we have a, a panda sighting, panda tip. Take activated charcoal. Try that. How do you take activated charcoal? I think you put it in the water or something. I don't remember. But uh, 
But I think the pro- people suggest that the problem is in the ear. Um, like yeah, it's, that's what it's I was that thinking. my inner ear is Your unbalanced. Semi-circular canals. That's what I was wondering. So, I mean, I don't exactly know how to resolve that. Um, um, there's a way to reset it. It's um, There's a thing you do for people who have vertigo. Yeah. And it's a certain method I learned when my, when my mom had um, that random vertigo. Give me the fucking toy. <laughs> His uh, chimps... Chimps dog. Chimps, <laughs> very muscular dog is squealing the stupid Squeaking. dog toy. I guess it's part of the jungle. Whatever. Anyway, you know so- my my, uh, my neighbor, she had to do some sort of uh, she had to do this this um that like technique. It's cool to resolve some sort of vertigo lay on she your was back, having. and then you have to turn your head to, at a forty five degree angle for I think a minute, and then you turn the body. And you move the head in the other direction. Like it's, it's all about angles. And then you do it the other way. So funny. This is like when you have to like wave your phone a certain way in the air to recalibrate yeah, the gyroscope. Exactly. <laughs> and Recalibrating your inner gyroscope. And it was crazy because it, it seemed to actually work. So I will remember that technique and send it to you. Yeah, please do. And if anyone who's listening to this uh, remembers the name, please make sure to let us know. Um, by the way, we are a... Uh, a how do we call it? Like a podcasting 2.0 compatible compliant cert. Are we certified yet? Epily maneuver. At the Epily maneuver. Yeah, E-P-L-E-Y, the Epily maneuver. E-P-L-E-Y, Epily. Epily maneuver. Name after the person who created it. Try this out. Okay, cool. Thank you. So yes, we are podcasting 2.0 certified. Certified, which what that means is that we are participating in the Podcasting 2.0 namespace, which is a series of essentially metadata about the podcast that gets included in the feed of the podcast so that podcast players that are also compliant with the Podcasting 2.0 can make use of the data in those meta Hold on, t- slow tags. down, slow down. Feed? Is that like chicken feed? What are you talking about? No. So if you're listening to an art, if you're listening to a podcast, I mean, some people are listening to us on a stream on a URL. So you people need to get a modern podcast at podcastapps.com. That's podcastapps.com. So if you're listening to us from the URL and you have not gone to podcastapps.com, then you can come to Chimp's Treehouse and kill Duncan for us. But no, we're not going to kill Duncan. We're just going to destroy that toy that he has that he's making but so go to podcastapps.com and um you know the the ones that do the live so you can listen to us live but we are also a podcast so whenever chimp decides to get around to it he will edit and upload the episodes of our show so if you're if you're not listening to us live you have to wait for those episodes to come out so if you're listening to this on a recording that means it might be like at least three weeks in the future, let's say. <laughs> at least. How's, how's, how's the last so episode So you're saying going? I have at least three, three weeks? Thanks. How, how's the last episode coming? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty early. Did you, did, do you remember the, the, the title we came up with for the last episode? We had a good one. I know. Um, the last one was Good Job, Greta. That's the last one you uploaded. Yeah. <laughs> Per the internet, it's the last one that uh-huh. exists. And then, and then last week we we did a show with Randy. Uh huh. It was yes, it was something about shit coins. Um, no, it was uh, oh man, it was science the Scientology of, of shit, shit coins. coins. Yeah. Oh man, the Scientology of shit coins. Which oh, that was BSV. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming back, all coming back to Here, let's me try, now. Let's write it down. The Scientology of Oh man! So how far are you from uploading that episode? I was gonna do it today, and oh then, wow! So that means maybe tomorrow. And then Corey came over, and then we played music. So, oh maybe <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, maybe tomorrow. Probably tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. All right. So. Maybe tonight. Who knows? Life is unpredictable. Mm-hmm. But so as a result of the the way I've been feeling, I ended up. So there was a few Bitcoin events this week, but I missed Bit Devs. Unfortunately, that made me sad. I thought that maybe, you know, like, because again, because of my stomach, I was still kind of like, um, it, I think it happened on Wednesday. And I was just very, very hesitant to leave the house, to drive even, because I was worried about 
the motion sickness coming on to me. Luckily, it didn't happen uh, that day. And then the ne- I was actually, I ended up getting invited to an event called a Swan Salon. A Swan Salon, all right. And so Swan is like a Bitcoin company. They sell Bitcoin to people. Mm-hmm. And they, they hold this event for their private clients, which I guess is like people who buy a bunch from them. Um, and so, uh, I don't know, maybe it's because I've helped them with sound in the past or maybe it's because I'm part of Bitcoin brunch. But for whatever reason, they invited me to to come chill with them. So that was pretty cool because I got to hang out with a bunch of like the bunch of the local, you know, Bitcoin, Bitcoiners, um, like the, the local Bitcoin podcasters uh some you know uh some other movers and shakers in like the local bitcoin space so that's always you know kind of nice to be interacting with these people because like my based on my day job i really have no business being around most of these people but it's because of just my like persistent participation through bitcoin brunch and then the effects of like constantly doing bitcoin brunch that you know i kind of get you're evangelizing yeah sure by by effect by effect <laughs> i was on the podcast apps.com site and the app that uses supports the most elements of podcasting 2.0 is Podfans. odd fans it's hmm? uh, a it's a podcast player it's a podcast player and website. So it looks like their platform right for right now is just web. I, I think that's at Sam Sethi. I think he's gonna keep it like that. But. All right. So if you uh if you wanna like dabble, if you wanna did dibble dabble in the podcasting two point stuff, but you don't wanna download an app to your phone, you can go check out Pod Friends. Pod fans. Pod, uh, Pod, Pod fans. friends is a different thing. Podfans.fm. Yes. So I beg your for- forgiveness for getting that wrong it's been a long day for me it's been a long day i uh i went to a friend's two friends birthday like lunch thing that they did my friends olga and adolfo do you remember them of course yeah and so that was kind of nice i ate so many brazilian finger foods i'm surprised i'm not throwing up my stomach hurts i definitely ate too much (laughs) Uh, my stomach was already hurting, and then I tortured it by eating too much. I went to, I'm trying to remember the name, uh, I went to um, my boss's boss's house up in Parkland. Uh-huh. He had like a little event for, you know, like the leadership or whatever. He is, he's Argentinian, so he's really into like wine and beef and everything. Uh-huh. He, he eats an all beef diet, by the way. Oh, carnivore, cool. That's all he does. Like, So he had some, he made some picanha uh-huh. and some blood sausage. I uh-huh. think it's in Spanish, it's masica or, or masicha. I don't remember. My first time having blood sausage. Very interesting experience. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> not my good, favorite. Though. No, it's great. Especially when you mix it with picanha. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> great. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not bad. It's just not my favorite. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, the texture can be a little bit weird. The flavor can be kind of intense. Yes, super rich. Like super I've had intense. blood sausage in, um, like I think in the UK, like a traditional English breakfast, I think comes with a blood sausage. Or maybe that's like, or one of the other neighboring countries. Can't quite recall. Can't quite recall. Oh, man. So I don't know if I want to talk about, I love food. I love food so much. But you mentioned work, though, and I see right in front in this. Chimp pulled out in the center of the table. He put oh. this big award. Yes, it's not big per se, but it's um, it's like it's, it's a like crystal. Size. It's nice and round, or yeah. it's it's like clear glass kind of thing, and it's got you know your company logo and a bunch of words, sort of like that were somehow lasered into the middle of the of like this you know this glass or whatever this thing is. So it's kind of cool. It has like this floating effect. Do you want do you want to talk about you know what what it says over here like Chimp of Chimp's Treehouse? Yes, it says North American Team Excellence Player Award 2022. Chimp. Oh Team wow, 2022. 2022. <laughs> so We're just, in July of 23. 
So this is the story of this award that took a long time to get to me. <laughs> um, and this is this is actually the funny part. This is actually from five months ago. That I, I or, or or yeah, about five months ago that I won this award. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, <laughs> like January, February. And then everyone sent it. Everyone got sent theirs. So this was in the middle of me moving. Oh. But I had updated my address. Huh. Like I did this all ahead of time. But for some reason, it this did not get to me. Disappeared. No one knows. It just didn't get to me. They, they sent it to the wrong place. Who knows? Whatever. I'm because the thing like they'll like like with these corporate jobs they'll send shirts and sweaters and stuff like that randomly mm-hmm. and then you know I guess they sent all that to the wrong place. <laughs> anyway, so thankfully the person who is in charge of that, like one of the secretaries, she's super sweet. She's like, "Oh my god, you still haven't gotten yours!" Uh. So she fought and she finally got it for me. Aww, and it gets here and it says 2022. It was for this year? It was for this year. <laughs> oh, man. They busted out the petty cash and they didn't even get the award right. So it's pretty funny, but uh, I mean, you know, I'm glad I got it. And take like a, well, I mean, because it's, it's in the middle of the thing, right? Like, you, it's not like. No, just take, just take like a Sharpie to it or, you know, some little whiteout. Mm-hmm. Wait, is it is it like printed on the back? Is that what it is? It's too far. I can't. Huh. Ah, okay, okay. So from the front, it looks like it's floating in it, but if when you when you run your hands on the back, you see it's like engraved or or it's printed or something in white. Okay. Well, so sorry and congratulations. Yes. Well, you know the money that came with it was a lot more important. But oh the, wow! The nice. I'm glad to hear about that too. Ah, <laughs> uh, speaking of the money, so on. Wednesday, I had my second job interview at this place that I was applying to uh, with the, I guess, like the the manager of the machine and mechanics department and all, and even like one of the like directors or something like that. I don't know, like two people. And th- the interview went really, really well. And then on Friday, I got a rejection letter. Wow, <laughs> man. And it was like... It was like the worst kind of rejection letter because it was like just a complete stock rejection letter. It, you know, it said that they uh, they they went with a candidate who was like more suitable for the position. And like the sick irony is that like I hadn't actually applied for a position. My resume was just given by one of the employees, uh, you know, who knew me. So whatever it was, that was very unfortunate. Uh, I was very confident I was going to get the job, but. I, I wonder if maybe I didn't like harass human resources too much with emails. <laughs> maybe pissed them off. Oh, God. Well, because everything was just taking so fucking long. Captain Karen strikes <laughs> again. You know, like I, I interviewed with the general manager like three weeks ago. And I was like waiting to hear back from the fucking manager to do the second interview. And I finally like, uh, anyway, so. That's definitely what it was. They're like, this person is going to be such a pain in our ass. I mean, well, <sighs> noodle boy. Yeah, noodle boy. <laughs> I mean, I'm a re- the problem. The sick irony is that I'm I'm a really good employee. I'm like, I try really hard. I like go above and beyond. Workers control the means of production. <laughs> <laughs> I don't control shit. I I don't even control my bowels. Okay. So 19 minutes in, I think we've said fucking shit and everything more than what happened to our streak of not cursing. It's I know that gone. was your thing. That was your thing. You were imposing that on me. So but don't don't tread that. on me. I'm just trying to make this <laughs> a family friendly podcast. I feel like this has been mostly in the last like few minutes. I don't think it's been like throughout the podcast. So we're going to have to listen to it later and see if we were cursing so consistently or if it was mostly just now that I've been t- bitching about you know, not getting this job that I'm extremely qualified for. Extremely qualified. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, someone found the right dick to suck in. Here you are. Yeah, it's okay. Life goes on. I mean, I, the main reason I really wanted the job was because of how bad my stomach feels and like the prospect of ever having to go on another boat that's going to make me seasick. But you're in, oh, so that's right, because you wanted to move to larger boats that don't go exactly. up and down. Yeah, because I never got seasick until I st- have to work 
like till I had to go to boats until I had to go to boats that were on channels, you know, like open channels that are actively transiting boats left and right, yachts and mega yachts and super yachts and like all those waves just like hitting the boat and having, you know, oh, no. Such a funny irony though. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the person who dreams about yachting across the world. But I think you know, that's the thing though. When you're, when you're underway, if you're the if the boat's going, um, and if it's a big enough boat, you're not going to feel most of the regular day to day waves. And but boats even get things called stabilizers, like especially the bigger boats, just to balance the left and right motion, like the rolling of the boat. There's not really so much you can do about the up and down. But again, if it's a big boat, usually the boat is bigger than the wave. So like, right. there's not really up and down. Not much displacement. It makes me want to try to see if I am also susceptible to that. <laughs> I guess I've never been on a small boat like that. Oh, he got the squeaker. He's getting it out. Um, yeah, Panda mentions gyroscopes. Yeah, so gy- gyroscope is another type of stabilizing device. Um, that you can use, that you can install on boats. So I wasn't. I was working on a boat on Friday that actually had um, uh, three gyroscopes on it because depending on the size of the boat and depending on like the layout of the boat, you only have so much space. So you, you know, you could you put the biggest gyroscope possible, but if it's not big enough still, then you find another space somewhere on the boat and you put another gyroscope. And then the way it works, have we talked about this before? I don't think we have. It's like, I don't know. It's basically a giant metal orb and it's spinning on an axis and it's spinning really fast, like like 16,000 times a minute. And essentially, it's just like the axis is kind of shifted so that the angle of rotation changes a little bit. And all it does is just counteract, you know, the forces of the waves. And gotcha. So, the and, energy goes somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Right into the boat. Cool. Yeah. Well, it doesn't go anywhere else. I mean, it's it's actually... It gets absorbed I, I think by about the, this all the time. It, I, I imagine it actually has to be both the impact of the waves and, like, the forces of the gyroscope. So, like, I think the hull is experiencing, like, double forces. True. But these yeah. should just be strong. Like, they're, they're, they should be pretty strong, so I don't think that's really a big deal. I haven't heard of any issues. People use these things a lot, especially rich people. They use these things on sports fishermen boats, like on those fancy sporting boats that people fish from. They have a lot of those um, gyros on it. I have a question for Panda, for the audience. Can you hear the jungle in the background? Uh, yeah, because Chimp, you know, we're here at Chimp's treehouse, and... Uh, and I mean, I can certainly hear like some birds and other little animals like in the distance. They're not too close though. Every once in a while, like a bird will come by. Yeah, a little. That's see, that's a little. I mean, you want you want to raise it more? Is that what you're saying? Oh my God, no! You, just, you pushed me out the window for a second there. I was able <laughs> I to grab a, a vine and and, uh, <laughs> and and come back. Oh, in. I forgot to take my. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna do drugs live on camera. Oh, this is a first for Saturday Night Lit. We usually do the drugs off the 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 live but uh today we're we're breaking out of our normal our normal way of doing things oh wow it is loud what kind of drugs are you taking chimp um this may be a bad idea oh but you know me um oh no what what's going on now <laughs> I, I kind of wanted to take it earlier. Oh, what? what take eight. what? what it's a, it's a chocolate? Yeah, it's just THC. No, don't do not do this. Definitely don't. I don't, I don't even want to have this conversation on, but it's, on, on the but show. But it's small, though. It's <laughs> oh, my God. Small. This is the stupidest excuse. Like, a regular dose is like two to three. Take like, you're going to take like a... One. No, take cut one in half. I'll cut one in half. This is horrible. You, you've Can now I? banned us from like... 30 countries, <laughs> even though we've been very vague. Oh, no, you didn't. You, you explicitly said THC. Did I say THC? Yeah. So what this means is that at I the end LMLP. of the show, when this starts to actually hit him, he's going to get very depressed and paranoid, and I'm he's going to have an anxiety attack. Always depressed. Yeah, but you're going to get very depressed. All right, there we go. Half one. Can I have the rest of it? <laughs> no, fuck off. This is the real reason. 
<laughs> this one's for you, Corey. Hmm, uh. chocolatey. THC. Well, so um, yeah, there goes your night. Hopefully, you can fall asleep on it. Um, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta work on my resume. Quick. What? Because I mean, I kind of want to start getting into micro dosing. Okay. Like slowly getting into like. I feel like that's not the way to do it. Maybe if, if you got like some sort of liquid extracts and like dropped it under your tongue or something. Anyway, so I gotta work on my resume. It's the only way to fly, mescaline. I think tomorrow at, at brunch, I'm going to see if, uh, if there's anyone good at resumes. Just improve it a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm just going to keep chugging along at work. Why don't you check out Linda Lupatkin, uh, imagemakersinc.com. I'm not trying to pay a bunch of money to a human being. Yeah. I'm just trying to get a little bit of improvement on my resume so I can show off a little better. I'm like late to... If you're a successful executive or top professional who wants to differentiate yourself with a strong, compelling executive resume and personal brand, call Linda Lupakin. So now. funny. So like now you're you're advertising for people who who pay for ads on another podcast. That's imagemakersinc with a K dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, in my industry, my industry is actually very... You know, there's a lot of demand for workers. So I get every once in a while, I'll get messages from random like headhunters, recruiters saying, hey, and I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're real or if they're fake. Like, I don't know. Like, do these people just want my private information? Do they just want my like resume with my name and my address and all this stuff on it? Or like, should I actually give them my resume and help like hope they get me a job? Kind of, I talked to this one guy on the phone, and he was a real human being, and he was an American. Doesn't mean he's not a scammer. I'll have to look into this a little bit more. Yeah, I don't trust it. But I don't trust anything. So, you, oh, so you haven't listened? Did you listen? You're listening to the latest podcasting too? Did you listen to Dave's technology rant? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, I'll bring it up next time because I, I, I haven't really thought about what I want to say, but. Um, he's been reading that book, um, The Technological Society, by Jacques something, Leslie something. Um, but he just went over this whole thing about um, exiting from the technolo- from the technological society, and I realized that's what I've been doing in the past. Like you know, I'm I'm still in tech. Well, there's different ways, right? Because there's different aspects to it, like yeah. with social media, for instance. That's a big aspect of tech. These days, I was actually thinking about that. I was like, is software technology? I'm like, well, in some sense, yes, it is. But in like another sense, I don't think it is. Like even like GPS, like I'll refuse to use GPS until the very last moment where like I'm done. Like, well, but if you're, if you're done, why would you use it then? I need to get to where I'm going. <laughs> so you're saying like somewhere where you don't exactly know how to get there, but you know how to get pretty close. Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, I'll always look up where I'm going before I leave. Uh huh. But then why? So that's but, it. That's it. Yeah. So then at the end, but but you just don't remember the end details, like the last three steps. No, the last time I went somewhere, I knew where it was, but I didn't realize the way I was going to go had no entrance to where it was. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to leave, okay, okay. go back around, get off the next exit. But yeah, whatever. All right, so but so since I was on you know the the whole like professional trip, so I do have a couple updates I want to tell you about. Right. Um, on Tuesday, I'm going to Tampa. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, I'm going, I'm going on Monday. I'm going Monday like after work, so I'll come home. I'm and I'm going to go to Tampa for two days for training. So there's a manufacturer called Crosby. Did I already talk about this? I'm doing this no. training on rigging. So rigging is the lifting and moving of heavy things. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Crosby is like the number, well, the largest manufacturer of rigging materials. So hooks, shackles, um, and other things. (laughs) Uh, And so they make, you know, like they make shackles to like carry weights anywhere from, let's say, like 100 pounds up to, they do like thousands of tons. Like so, this guy told me that they have shackles that are that that will do thousands of tons, and they're bigger than him. Wow! <laughs> so that's pretty cool. So I'm gonna do this two day, like really extensive, um, detailed training on 
you know, all the different types of things that they have for lifting and carrying and holding big, heavy objects and the proper ways to use them, the proper ways to inspect them. Um, and essentially this is, you know, so after these two days, I'm going to be a little bit, you know, more qualified to do one of my favorite things in the world, which is to lift really heavy objects. I That's one of the things I discovered when I was working at the shipyard two jobs ago was that I love to, to lift heavy objects. Like we, one of the projects we did was lifting two 3,500 um, pound engines out of a boat <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and and that's not even very heavy, you know, like in the scheme of things of, of the industry that I'm in. How heavy is a car usually? Um, well, like a sedan is probably like about that weight. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and so we had to lift it from the engine room up through the up the galley, like we had to lift it through the ceiling into the next level and then like out the back to the deck. And then from the deck we had a you know, like an extent, uh, what they call a telescoping forklift, which is basically like a forklift, like a big sort of machine with an arm, you know, that, that goes in and out with the forks at the end. And then finally, you know, with the forklift, like basically in the galley, like right under the roof, there, it, it was, you know, we like somehow lifted the, the engine out and that must be a really heavy machine to <laughs> extend that far. And yeah, to up. extend up That's and lift a, thir- a 35. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. And I know how to, like, drive that machine. Um, see, like, I'm, I have qualifications, man. Like, I can do things. <laughs> and then on by Tuesday, you know, at 5 p.m. Eastern time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to know even better how to lift heavy things in a safe way. I'm excited. Safe and compliant. But another thing that I'm thinking about doing, but I'm not sure I'm going to do it is there is a training for NMEA, which is the national Marine electronics association. They're having a conference in Orlando in September for five days. I know. Right. Um, and I have like no you're gonna need PTO. Some, you're going to need some edibles for that. <laughs> oh my God. So, um, it's, it's basically like the, there's going to be a conference hall where, Uh-oh. There's going to be an exhibition hall where, man, why are you staring at, stop staring at your dog during our show. Because he just found (laughs) another squeak toy. I will kill your squeak toys. Um, Did it first. (laughs) So essentially, it's an opportunity to get a bunch more training. And especially, specifically in electronics, which is kind of what I'm working in now. I'm not really doing a job where I get, you know, where I do, I'm not really lifting heavy things. Although, if I was better at lifting heavy things, I mean, it's funny. They don't really know half the crap I can do at my job because, of course, they don't ask. You know, and no one reads a resume. Um, <laughs> Why don't you just get a shirt? I am proficient in the following things. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, I mean, the shirt was called my resume, and I gave it to them when I applied for the job. Yeah, but if you're wearing nothing but that, they have ah, to okay. look. Ah, okay. They're gonna. I mean, because to, to not have to look at the rest of me, I get what you're saying. I, I catch. I catch what you're selling over there. Uh oh, Panda wants me to give uh, Duncan an edible. <laughs> Chocolate's not good for dogs, right? Oh yeah. Okay. I'll take <laughs> it out. <laughs> um. So I mean, I have no PTO, and you know, like the the general manager of my company may hate it or like be like may may not understand it, but. Like it, it'll be really, really good for my career because I will get. They're gonna have like more than a dozen manufacturer training. So like manufacturers are gonna be there with their equipment, you know, with representatives from the companies giving demonstrations on how to do installations, how to do troubleshooting on their equipment. So it's prime, you know, a prime experience for for me who's trying to you know understand how boats work and how all the different parts of the boats work. You don't have to convince me, man. I'm not giving you the day off. I know. I'm just telling you about it. I'm, and I, I'm like working through it psychologically because it's a big step to take five more days off work after I just took three days because I was sick, after I'm going to take two days to do training next week, you know, and just two months from now, I'm going to take five more days. It's going to hurt me financially because I'm not a rich person. Um, but the I think the benefits are going to outweigh the costs. It's, it's uh, And then, you know, like I get to spend five days in Orlando, n- not doing anything because i'm going to be in this conference all day but you know like they got some pretty good food so maybe at night like i can go to camila's uh, brazilian buffet <laughs> i was just talking about that yesterday the other day really because i went to ginza mm-hmm. so. you know my mother used to work at camila's in downtown miami oh and 
she actually says that that's where she learned how to make tuna salad. And I love my mom's tuna yeah. salad. So, I, uh, you know, bless you, Camila's Brazilian <laughs> buffet for giving my mom a job in the 80s. <laughs> Damn, it's been, a, been there a while then. Yeah, a very long time. Very long time. Uh, and maybe, you know, I, for some reason, I always, I've always wanted to go back to medieval times. Because I'm immature. I don't know. Like the child in me loves the idea of like seeing the, oh, you don't, it's, it's a restaurant. Oh, I'm like, dude, you know, they didn't brush their I'm teeth. I'm still talking right? about Orlando, right? It's a rest. It's a theme. It's like a, it's a dinner and show. I've heard restaurant. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. So for the people who have not heard of it, so it's, it's basically like a castle looking building that you go to and you, you sit in what's essentially like a stadium kind of thing, like a small sort of stadium. Um, and you're in the bleachers, so to speak, but it's tables, it's these long tables, um, and they're like levels. So there's like several levels. So you're looking down on this, what looks like a, a dirt arena. It's not, it's not huge. You know, Do you I'm, eat I'm, with your hands? No, they give you, I think they give you a fork and knife, uh, but like, it looks like a crude fork and knife, you know? So it doesn't, <laughs> it's <laughs> wooden. Yeah. Um, like termites on and it. And so, you know, you, you're eating food, which is, you know, it's just like, like, uh, roast chicken and mashed potatoes and like a biscuit mead? or something i don't remember because oh. i was a kid the last time i went i think they had pina coladas like it's like really like pina coladas at the it's so silly um and then they'd have a show you know of like a jousting show and you know with actors and like a princess and a king and a queen and like the knight who's trying to win the princess's favor I don't, for some reason, like I'm just a sucker for that kind of thing, and, and I've always wanted to go to like murder mystery dinners, uh, dinner and a show kind of things. And they have a few of them around town. I still haven't gone to one yet. On like a train. Yeah. Oh, I, I, love, <laughs> I love the idea of going on a train, and it's just trains are not very affordable in the United States. Bring me more ale, wench. <laughs> Uh, so that's kind of exciting, you know. So the, the the prospect of going to Orlando is not like a horrid prospect, despite the like like how difficult it'll be to arrange and afford <laughs> to do. Well, if you lose your job, you're already looking for a new one. So I mean, getting another job is not necessarily going to be hard. I can always go back to my last job. Like, granted, I quit, right? Like, I did not get fired from my job. This is why it so, so annoys me that I didn't get this job. I would have been such a great employee. <laughs> I mean, I am a good, and this is, this is what pains me about my current situation is that I am a good employee, but I don't really feel like I can shine where I'm working at right now. You know, like the structure of the company is just such that I, like I can pretty much just like my, my shortcomings shine and my strengths are hidden because my shortcomings is like, I'm out on a boat by myself and I have to beg for help. And like, my strengths is, well, I'm out on a boat by myself and I finished the job and then I just showed up again and like, that's what I'm supposed to do. But when I was working in a shipyard, like the supervisor could always see me all day. You could always see like how I was working, like whether I was focused or distracted, the progress of the job, the quality of the job, like all of those things were being observed in real time. And so the, the, the people who were responsible for me and who would be responsible for my work or the outcomes of my work were constantly in observance of the quality of my work. Whereas now it's just, if something goes wrong, we're not going to know about until later. And they might not even realize it was me because, you know, so I, like, I don't like that. It's just, I'm not ready for that kind of a position. And they also don't pay me enough to do that. You know, like I should be making twice as much as what I'm making to be doing this job. Whereas, like, what I'm making now is much more reasonable for, like, working in a shipyard. Anyways, I'm, I don't want to rant about that. Too <laughs> late. I know. I'm like, I filled up, like, half the show so far with just this complaining. And that was Captain Brunch's Job Woes. <laughs> so, I did mention I went to Olga and Adolfo's today. Um, and they had, like, this little lunch thing. And um, I wanted to mention that... I, you know, for some reason I was inspired. I'm like, what can I give Adolfo um, for his birthday? Uh, you know, that would that would like 
kind of makes sense and that he would appreciate. And I realized, like, oh, wait a minute. You know what I can do? Something that I've been doing lately, you know, with people who are new to Bitcoin. And I've been actually I've been doing it for a while, like a Bitcoin brunch. Because Adolfo's a little bit interested in Bitcoin. You know, he's always been curious. We've talked about it for years. He's one of these people who, you know, who will say, oh, prim, uh, Captain Prime. <laughs> Captain Brunch. That reminds me, I have to edit my name out. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Uh, So Captain Brunch, uh, you know, I should have bought Bitcoin when you told me about it. So anyway, so what I decided to do today was I said, okay, Adolfo, get your phone and I want you to download Wallet of Satoshi. So he, you know, he gets Wallet of Satoshi, which is pretty easy to do. And then I said, look at this, just press receive. And I want you to press this lightning uh, bolt here. And I want you to add an amount, and I want you to put $5. So he created a lightning invoice for me in the amount of $5, and then it created a QR code. I scanned the QR code with my own wallet on my phone, and in less than a second, like, bam, boom, the $5 goes to him. You stole his $5. Oh, you gave him $5. Yeah, I gave him $5. Oh, I thought you were going to steal him from him. So, you know, so after all these years, he's never had any Bitcoin, and, like, in less than a second, I gave him Bitcoin, and he was... Uh, you know, so it was just a pleasant experience. I wanted to show him how far Bitcoin has come in all these years that I've been talking about it. Now, was he as happy as you sound about it? Yeah, he was. He was excited. He was actually going to give me $5. He oh. was like reaching into his pocket and I'm like, well, that's my birthday present for you. <laughs> and he's like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, so I mean, so he he took it so seriously yeah. that he was going to pay me for it. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> Um, and and there's actually this city. So he is from, or he lives in, well, when he's not in, in South Florida, he lives in a city in Brazil called Rio Grande do Sul, the big river of the south in the state. No, no, that's the state is Rio Grande do Sul. And he lives in the, in the city of Porto Alegre, the happy port <laughs> or the port of, 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 well, whatever, happiness. Alegria. Um, yeah, happiness. Yeah. And so that's that's like the southernmost state in Brazil. It's right on the border of Uruguay. And not very far from his city is a city called Holanchi. And Holanchi is actually the location of like one of these little Bitcoin circular economy projects. Hmm. So there are supposedly, I mean, I don't believe it, but there are supposedly over 100 businesses in this city that will accept Bitcoin. So, you know, I look forward to, so so that is a place where he can go to spend his Bitcoin, his $5 of Bitcoin. <laughs> it was 16,000 sats, all right? sixteen. And I had to explain that to him. I had to explain that um, a Bitcoin has 100 million sats. And he's like, what? 100? Like, at first he thought it was a million. I'm like, no, 100 million. I'm like, it's like the sense of, this, of the Bitcoin, right? Like a dollar has sense and a Bitcoin has Satoshis. There just happen to be 100 million of them instead of 100. It's as simple as that. So I, I want to go to Holanchi, and I look forward to it. Uh, but he's definitely he's probably going to go before me because it's it's kind of a vacation town, and so like it's a place where people go and it's for tourists and tourism. The Bitcoin Beach of South America, except it's not on a beach. It's like in the mountains, if I understand correctly. In Bitcoin Valley. Ooh, I like that. I don't. I haven't heard of one of those yet. So speaking of Bitcoin stuff. Uh, you know, as I've mentioned before, I write these like essay things for Bitcoin Brunch. And I wanted to give a quick update because I did a recount recently. Oh, I thought we were going to have a live live reading. I can always do a live reading. That's so boring. I mean, it's not boring. I, I force people to. I do it at brunch every, I mean, not every, but most Sundays. Um, I've got 72 essays. I've done 72 of these essays. And my goal right now is to do 100 before I start editing to try to publish. So so that means I only have 28 to go, and I'm, that's exciting. I don't wow. have one for tomorrow yet, <laughs> but maybe after the show, maybe I'll do one. Are you going to self-publish? Well, are you going to... I mean, so I'm definitely going to release like a free PDF. Are you going to publish it to the Bitcoin blockchain? That's an option. If, if, if the file is less than... You know, if the file's small enough, I got, that would be cool to do an inscription. I'd be down to do that. Um, you know, I'll have a free PDF. I would love to do a limited printing, mm-hmm. like maybe hardcover. That would be kind of cool, you know? We could start promoting that and have people 
donate sets. Yeah, that would be really awesome. I'd love to. I mean, I'd love to take donations. I'm definitely gonna do like a pretty much harassing all my friends and then say like, hey, you know, like I'm sell. I'm 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 gonna print this book, and if if you're willing to donate, you know, whatever, you get a book. You know, so like if it's gonna, let's say it's like twelve bucks a book. I mean, like, okay, if you give me fifteen bucks, then you get a book. Or but you should only accept sets, though. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that's what I meant. I know, right? I'll probably charge more if uh, if someone wants to give me dollars. Um, yeah, publishing. I mean, you know, it's just it would be nice. It would be nice to have sort of like a landmark of this, you know, to show like this physical totem of my accomplishment, of my efforts, and and to share that with my my friends and the the Bitcoin community, the people who who appreciate what I've done. Can I get the first edition? I mean, if there's more than one edition, that would be funny. That, but, that but would be like, a sign of some kind of success, I you, guess. You have to like number them on the inside, like the first, yeah. the first 50. Yeah, I don't know what to call it. I have no idea what I'm going to call it. This like, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. I've, I've thought about like the Bitcoin coffee table book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the other thing I wanted to mention, I didn't write it in my notes, but um, I really want to get art for some of the essays. I think it would be really cool to have artworks that... Um, you know that people create or that already exist, but that like that kind of coincide with the themes of the of the different essays. So, you know, so uh, look out for that if you want to support that. That's cool. It's all good. Um, so that's uh that's all of the you know like the domestic, local personal stuff that I got on my list. The rest of the stuff on my list is the more traditional like news things. You you have anything on your uh, agenda that you want to bring up? I did and I forgot it cuz you kept talking. Oh gosh, <laughs> I, I mean it's kind it's of okay. my job. Yes, it is. Did you Can't tell remember. me what it was? No, I just thought about it like 5 minutes ago. Like, oh, I'm going to mention this and then it's gone. Oh. Well. Yeah, that's okay. So, the question is is Bobby Op the Bernie of 2024? And probably. And in the end, will he tell his supporters to vote for Biden? Because that's really what I mean. I think by Bernie, is that th- this kind of this agent sent out to kind of um, funnel for the non, like these radicals for the non no agenda listeners. Who is Bobby Op? <laughs> uh, Bobby Op is Robert F Kennedy. Junior, the son of Robert F. Kennedy Sr., the late Robert F. Kennedy Sr., very late, who was like assassinated by the CIA or something like that, just like his brother John F. Kennedy, who was the president of the United States. So this man is running for president here as a Democrat. The current president of the United States is a Democrat, so he is running in opposition to the incumbent president very very odd behavior now granted his his agenda or his platform so far is as kind of like the anti uh anti-lockdown and um covid vaccines skeptic candidate he's running as the like supposedly something to do with the war i don't know what it is to do with the war candidate um I don't know. Do you know? Oh, the Bitcoin candidate also. Um, Bitcoin Inc. Actually, if I understood correctly, or if I heard correctly, they started a super PAC for him. Oh wow! Yeah, so they're pushing hard. He's actually been announced as a as a speaker at the Mining Disrupt Conference, which is happening in Miami this coming week. Oh, cool! So he's going to be in town talking to Bitcoiners and miners. Uh, so that's kind of interesting, like this, um, you know, me, I don't, I, there's no way I'm going to vote for a Democrat or a Republican. It's, it's really interesting to see what might happen with that. I feel like I don't think he's going to make traction, but some people seem to think he's going to make traction. Um, I mean, it's, it looks like an op, obviously, because he's trying to get all those elements, like you mentioned, minus the QAnon. 
you know, so it's 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 kind of trying to bring in that that certain segment of society, which I think is a pretty big segment. Um, even if one person doesn't believe everything that he says, they believe enough. They feel passionate about enough about one topic he's talking about to be interested in, and follow him. But yeah, no, it definitely looks like that. Like he's just gonna go like, oh well, I'm not gonna make it, but you guys should really support Biden because that's usually what happens, right? Um, but at the same time, it's like, well, I mean, he does have a history. You know, as um, or was it as an environmental lawyer? So, like, was all that just bullshit? He's just getting paid really well to do this, or what? Like, like, what do you think? He was definitely getting paid very well because it was like corporate lawsuits. So he was leading, I think, class action lawsuits, and then they get a cut. Usually, the lawyers get the first cut, and then and then all the victims get like little bits of the. Of the rest, which is right. the sick, you know, sick irony of this justice system. So, you know, I don't know. Who knows? It's going to be an interesting next year. Election cycle. That's for sure, because he is just one of, you know, what's going to be many sideshows in this election. So you've... <laughs> oh, we call him Sideshow Bob. Perfect. <laughs> we did it. That's the show, uh, show title also. Sideshow Bob. That's it. <laughs> Cuz he is a sideshow. Like he's a, like he's a sideshow. He is for the people who want to see the freaks. They want to see the bearded lady. He is not there for the traditional people who just want to see the clowns and the the animals and all the no, he's for the freaks. He is right. the sideshow. And I mean I'm saying this regardless or in spite of the extent to which I may or may not agree with him. It's just that's the situation. That's the and well, he's one of many. And when you think about it, like people are breaking away from mainstream news and media because they want to hear about these other things. So they're going to these alternative media sources. So if you have him coming out, they'll follow him instead and he's gonna go to the mainstream yeah, media. Still work, he still works for the ringmaster, exactly, you know, for the ringmaster. Yeah. He's still a part of the circus. And you got these like the um, Joe Manchin and some other guy, the the Waka Chaka Ching Chow guy. Waka Chaka Ching Chow. Um, Huntsman, is that the guy's name? Not sure. <laughs> he was like the former ambassador to China and he speaks Chinese. And so he, like him and, and uh, Joe Manchin are talking about, um, you know, running on some sort of uh, like, I think it was called like the no name ticket or something or the no name. They have some sort of no name agenda that they're pushing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then, of course, there was that thing that uh, that happened a couple of years ago where – who was that guy? Andrew Yang? The, the no party thing. Yeah, so them, Andrew Yang, and like those people were doing – so there's – like so not – like there's not only the regular third-party bullshit that gets nowhere is going on, but now also all this extra stuff is going on. And I would love to think that it's just chaos and it's all sincere and our, our system is falling apart and we're going to have like, we're going to, you know, the, the, the dominating parties are going to crumble and they're going to get replaced. I would love for that to be the case, but of course, Probably most not. likely, <laughs> most not. likely this is all just intelligence ops and we're all just going to get, you know, well, if we confuse them enough, <laughs> we can bring them back home. Um, there's a, one other like one of the other party, oh, Cornell West is running oh, really? under the Green Party. So originally he was going to be running under some party called like the People's Party, but then the Greens were like, yo, I mean, we got an opening. <laughs> and so, you know, good for him. Cornell West is a very entertaining character. So that, that you know, that should be fun. Um, it's always the same thing. If, if Sideshow Bob is sincere, then he, he is going to get wrecked at the convention. You know, like he's gonna get wrecked at the convention. If he's not sincere, he's gonna get wrecked at the convention. So there's like the only option in the Democrat Party, even if like even if someone else ends up being like the main alternative for Democrats other than Sideshow Bob, they're gonna get wrecked at the convention. This is exactly what happened to Wait, when you say convention, you mean mining the strup or you mean the DNC? Yeah, I mean the 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 Democratic oh. National okay. Con Convention. <laughs> like where right. they choose their their nomination for president. Um, you know, it happened to Bernie Sanders. It happened to someone like Dennis Kucinich, the Democrats. With the Republicans, it happened to Ron Paul, and it's happened to other people as well, who, you know, the idea of these conventions is that they're supposed to, 
know, they're supposed to like basically negotiate the different candidates and the different power bases are supposed to negotiate over what the future of the party is supposed to be over the next few years. And they do that by selecting who their candidate's going to be, theoretically, with the opinions of the different power bases in mind. So you think about someone like um, Ron Paul, for instance, like he was very anti-war. He was about smaller government. He was about auditing the Fed and all these little things that um, theoretically, the party could have compromised on some of those things. But instead, they just sort of Again, they shut him out. They just they wrecked him at the conference, and they completely ignored him and marginalized him in the media. Um, and then the party, what did they? Who did they end up picking? It was, uh, it was Obama ended up winning anyway? <laughs> well, he he also ran against. Did he run against Bush? It was after Bush's second? Term. What's his name? Um, McCain. Oh yeah, McCain was one of the candidates one time. You know, and like, gosh, anyway, so long ago. I was I was so. Like it would have been funny to have a Ron Paul presidency. I pro- I'm sure it also would have been a mess, because I feel like Ron Paul probably would have. Oh, my friend, my friend is asking who's Sideshow Bob. So you missed the part. Ah. <laughs> See, this is this is why you got to catch the whole show. That is uh, Robert F. Kennedy. We're calling him Sideshow yeah. Bob. Um, <laughs> that's that's because uh, he's a psyop. Yeah, he's a psyop <laughs> and he's a sideshow. <laughs> uh, so we need a jingle. Mm-hmm. First sideshow, Bob. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I was going to mention. So I think you know. I, I imagine a Ron Paul presidency probably would have been like a Bolsonaro presidency. I mean, he is not as um, like rude as Bolsonaro, but I think he probably would have been as ineffective as Bolsonaro because he, he his priority would have been like dismantling government more than um, like making sure it was at least running properly in the meantime. Uh, Another thing that happened, I just saw the news this morning. I don't I don't remember when it was published. Maybe it was published today. Um, Fed Now is live. Oh wow! So I just read a little bit about it. So there are it was like over a hundred banks or something that were all participating in it, including Wells Fargo. So Fed Now it's basically going to allow people to pay each other from one bank to another instantly, and the benefit of this is obviously going to be that there's no third party charging the banks for it. Um, That's the benefit to the banks theoretically or to the consumers, so to speak. Um, The federal reserve is going to be able to like see it all though. Right. So then is it going to get reported like right now, how um, I could send a bunch of money through Zoe or get a bunch of money through Zoe and not have it report to the IRS. Yeah. I mean, I imagine that's maybe not at first. It seems inevitable that, that eventually that information would be, like spoon fed or like funnel directly to the IRS. But I don't think that right now that is like, cause that's not in the, the federal reserves purview. Like they don't, they don't worry about people paying their taxes or they don't, you know, that's not their concern. So I don't think that that's, that's a part of this program, but it very well could be. Uh, one other thing I, I don't, I, Oh yeah. I haven't been able to mention it, but um I saw this on Democracy Now. They've been following this story. It was the potential visit of Putin to South Africa for the BRICS meeting that's going to be happening in the near future. And I wrote here that if Putin had gone, if Putin goes, it would represent a loss of influence by the International Criminal Court and an increasing influence and power of BRICS. The reason I say that is because the International Criminal Court has a warrant out for Putin's arrest. And South Africa, where this meeting is going to happen, is a participant in the International Criminal Court. So if Putin were to go to South Africa, they would be theoretically responsible to arrest him as a member of this court. Uh, And so I was actually going to bring this up last week. We didn't have time. Um, And so there is an update to this story. He's not going. Oh. He's not going to go to South Africa. Sergey Lavrov, the foreign minister, is going to go instead. So um, to me, this kind of says the opposite then. This kind of says that BRICS is not as strong or they're not as confident or they're not as united as uh, they really need to be if they're going to push back against the U.S. dollar. You know, so this is something that like the ICC really has nothing to do with the dollar and the United States doesn't give a shit about what the ICC says, because whenever they do anything against the United States, the U.S. completely ignores it. 
like for instance, George Bush has never, you know, George Bush doesn't visit other countries a lot either for this He's particular reason because he has warrants out for his arrest from the International Criminal Court. Or maybe I'm wrong about that. I'm going to have to look that up. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, because the whole idea of BRICS and, the, you know, the recent announcement, we've talked about this before, that they're trying to, like, do international trade in their domestic currencies. Uh, you know, like, is that maybe not going to happen like is that not as are they not cooperating as much as they as they should be so this meeting i think is going to be important i don't know if it's happening this week or the next week but um it should be happening soon and so we'll see if any there's any big announcements that would be the meeting for a big announcement to happen you know something like okay we've agreed we're gonna settle our trade in in our local currency well no they're not gonna do bitcoin but (laughs) i mean the rumors are that they're gonna create a new currency i think it's a dumb idea they might create something like um uh, it's a basket of currencies i don't remember what it's called but there's like this international settlement uh settlement thing i don't remember what there's a specific thing a a currency that's called the settlement something something and it's it's basically it's units of these baskets of currencies. So it seems more likely that maybe they're going to create a basket of currencies with all the individual, like the Brazilian, the Russian, the Indian, the Chinese, the South African, the now also the Saudi Arabian, you know, all their currencies are probably like put it into some account and they're going to create this new currency that is representative of those baskets. So, you know, interesting things happening and we're going to see how they turn out. Like if that stuff keeps pushing, I mean, you know, obviously the United States is going to have to push against that and we're going to see how they do that. More war. Yeah. That's, you know, I, I, I told someone, I think it was yesterday. I'm, and I like looked at my hand as if I had a clock. I mean, I looked at my wrist as if I had a clock, a watch on it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm waiting for world war three to start any day now. <laughs> oh, it was at the Swan salon. I remember. Well, if anything starts off World War Three, it might be the death of Tony Bennett. Aw, rest in peace, Tony. Rest in peace. He left his heart in San Francisco. But yeah, I just wanted to mention him real quick. He was battling Alzheimer's since 2016, apparently. But Oof. But he, I think he was touring, though, still, he was right? Still I mean, that's probably one of the ways that he kept still himself like, sane. Yeah. Is to do the things that you love. That's why we podcast, right? I found it interesting to, to learn that he was Sinatra's favorite singer. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that's, that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to check him out because Sinatra is one of my favorite singers. So, I've uh, started planning my Brazilian vacation for next year, little by little. Did I mention I'm going to do it June, July, and August? That's my plan. So I'm planning to go to July, Brazil June, July, and August of next year. Well, I hope you get over your heat spell thing by then, because I mean, again, like it's it's it was circumstantial. I've I, I've spent like but now I, you've I, made that connection in your brain. So every time you get really fucking hot, you're gonna be like, no. Oh. Once I get over this, I'm gonna be okay. It was just the the series of unfortunate events. I I, I like spent your a attitude. summer. I spent a summer in Brazil in like a really really hot city called Jiparana, and I survived it without having a heat stroke or getting heat sick. It was just it was just a series of unfortunate events. Stay hydrated, drink your water. And take breaks, you know, take breaks. Don't don't uh, push yourself too hard. Yeah, Duncan. This dog wants to walk all the time, but it's so damn hot that he goes for like a couple of blocks and wants to lay down. <laughs> and then I try to walk home. He's like, no, I want to keep walking, but let me lay down first. Yeah, I, I mean, guess. I can imagine because again, he's just like pure muscle, so I can imagine he just wants to like contract and. But something's going on because he's and, never like usually he's just laying down chilling. Now he's destroying every toy he can find. I think it was Corey because I didn't let him get to Corey. I left him behind the, the gate. Oh, so he's got all this pent up like anxiety. Yeah, and you sorry, you just didn't do it for him. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Duncan. I wasn't able to hit the spot as I usually do. Not the, I love the gas toy. Don't destroy the gas toy. Oh, man. All right, Brench. Champ. Got anything else? Well, I mean, uh, not really. That was the, the Brazil vacation was the last thing I was going to mention. I got to, like, my friend told me it's about, like, 400 bucks a month to rent a car. So I think I might rent a car for the whole time I'm there and just 
kind of like do a cross country tour. So if anyone wants to come along, you know, go to Brazil next year with me. Start planning now, June, July, August. Take your malaria vaccine now. <laughs> so from Chimps Treehouse. This has been Saturday Night Lit for July 22. This is Captain Brunch wishing you all a nice week as I crawl back into the swamps of South Florida. And I'm going to go figure out a sideshow Bob jingle. <laughs> Peace.